welcome to the F5 podcast. Um, I have all of our beautiful people here today. Um, today we will be talking about double standards, so take five, I think, on this topic. Um, and I hope you enjoy it. Don't forget to comment, like, share with your friends, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, iTunes. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. Um, what double standards have we not talked about yet that you guys can think of? From a woman's standpoint, what's a common double standard? Mm. Let's see. Baking, cooking, cleaning. Yeah, so we were talking about how uh, women are raised learning how to do that while little boys are not, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it reminds me, was it the, what, was there like a movie or a show, was it Friends, where like somebody's given a Barbie, like a little boy, and yes. then somebody freaks out? What is it was that ben. I'm thinking about? It is it, Ben. Yeah, in Friends. Is it? Ben chooses a Barbie versus the army man. Yeah. Yeah. And Ross was very (laughs) nervous about it. Mm. But that, I think, is a different reason. It is still a double standard for little kids. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) That is true. Like, why does he, why is it deemed inappropriate for a little boy to have a Barbie doll? Yeah. Savs, did you did you buy your your little boys Barbie dolls no. to play with? But there there've been <laughs> lots of studies that have been done on this, although none in the last ten years. So maybe just the way consciousness and energy is changing, it would be different. But mm-hmm. it showed quite naturally boys gravitated towards trucks, mm-hmm. more masculine things, and women naturally gravitated towards more feminine things. Hmm. That was done without influence. Now again, that was those studies were done at least 10 plus years ago is the last time I read about it. So yeah. pot- potentially it's changed in our society, but it didn't take prodding to make that happen. But do you think it's wrong? Do you guys think it's wrong for a little girl to be taught to clean and cook and a boy to be taught to take out the trash and, I don't know, help dad with the car and washing the car? Should it be even? I need a little more I don't think <laughs> interaction. wrong per se. I feel like just based on how our society has built itself and the roles that women and men play, that that's something that was just very natural mm-hmm. to yeah. come about. And it, like to me, it makes sense for the baby doll example of women are going to gravitate more towards that because we're the ones that have babies. Mm-hmm. And that's something that like biologically mm-hmm. makes sense, whereas men aren't the ones that are going to be, you know, making that in their bodies, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, as far as the cleaning and cooking, I think, I mean, I'm very traditional in that that's how my household is. We have three girls and we were all learned to, or taught to clean, cook while my dad did the outside yard work. Um, after dinner, he didn't pick up his plate. We picked it up, we made his lunch. And I think that's totally fine. Um, although now I think that it's more, um, an attractive trait for a guy to know how to cook. Yeah. It's not a <laughs> necessary one, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's an it's attractive nice. one. Immediate yeah. Attraction trigger. Yeah. yeah. It's nice. Like, Oh, you know how to cook? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's important to understand where double standards come from. And we've had this discussion so many times, but it keeps coming up. Like they're very real and mm-hmm. some of them make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason we have the luxury of being able to have some of these conversations is because we live in a first world country where survival right. isn't in question. And because survival currently isn't in question, we get to explore all sorts of new possibilities. Mm-hmm. But there was a reason why women were taught more 
what we would describe as feminine activities and men more masculine activities. Because for most of humanity's existence, we relied on the strength of men to protect us. So mm -hmm. they did things that had to do with strength. Now we live in a society where, barring a world war, strength isn't a reason, isn't, is, is a very uh, underappreciated skill set. Right, and that's that. There aren't that there aren't strong women, but come on, let's be real. If you look at the male body and the female right. body, there's no comparison. They're not mm -hmm. even in the same categories. And if you may have yeah. an exception of a very strong woman, but that would be the exception, not the rule. And so that's why those were prioritized because survival was predicated upon that. Now we live in a first world country that is incredibly entitled, and we don't have to worry about those things. So suddenly we're calling double standards, and this isn't mm. fair, and this is bullshit. Well, compliment your ancestors, because the reason you get to complain about these things is because somebody else played a very heavy price for it. Mm -hmm. So they exist, yes, and I think our, our, our culture is transitioning, uh, but there's a good reason why a lot of these existed. They're not just random. Yeah. Yeah, why do you think that they're trying to get rid of these double standards? Doesn't benefit them? It's a first world, it's a first world problem. We would not be arguing about this mm -hmm. if we were at war. We would not be arguing about this if we were having to fight off dinosaurs or the freaking T-Rex or something where and like where survival was in question, we would rely on male strength to do that. Now we live in a scary situation with legitimately the generation that's coming up, it's very scary to think about them defending our country, <laughs> mm, right? Yeah. We would, we're, we're heavily gonna be relying on technology, not yeah. human beings. Yeah. Uh, because we're, we're, we're like breeding masculinity out, which is a problem uh, and a whole other set of problems uh, that's not going to be useful for the United States long term because there's other countries that are not breeding masculinity yeah. out. Yeah. And there is, of course, toxic masculinity and masculinity isn't all about violence, but it does come to offer strength. The masculine comes to offer strength to woman, not to get its strength. Yeah. I, I, when it comes to war, you're going to want a lot of toxic masculinity. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> when there's like a war, when it's wartime. Bring out all the toxic men to fucking kill people. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Which, for the people who are listening and they're like, well, that's not fair. Women can fight too. Hell yeah, they can fight. And we have some incredible examples in history. But to be clear, that would be the exception, mm -hmm. not the rule. And a lot of times we get caught there. And right now in our society, we are all about playing with the exception. Right. Well, that's that's a bad bet to make in any other area of your life. Right. If you're mm -hmm. going to if you're going to make a bet on the exception, you're going to lose more often than not. Yeah. So we, we kind of have to understand that and take a step back. That does not mean on an individual level that we should not support the journey of the individual, whatever direction they want to go. So if a little boy wants to play with dolls and he connects with dolls, let him connect with dolls. Mm -hmm. This isn't about the individual journey, just at a macro level, understand why these things exist. What, what, is, what is it that bothers men about their children, play, their, their sons playing with dolls? What is it that... Well, you have a... Uh, I have a daughter. You have a daughter, I know, mm -hmm. but you have a new child that mm -hmm. if, let's say, she wanted to play with a truck instead of it, she was like, uh-uh, no Barbie doll, just truck. G.I. Joe. I don't think I would... Guns. No, that's Batman. probably way more acceptable, actually. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that would be way more yeah. acceptable. Almost like... Now, if you had a son... A little stud. Yeah. Well, well, no I capping. Think, no. I, th I feel like dad's probably... In thinking of having a son, they mm -hmm. think of like, oh my God, this is going to be little me, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. I would think that they would want that little boy to be as masculine as possible. And just, I think the fear might come with like, oh, he wants to play with a doll. This is not going to be the version of me mm. that I anticipated yeah. would come out. Frank, Sam's, yeah. you have two boys. Yeah, and I can't necessarily speak for for all men, um, 
But I think Sandra's right. I think it's because you have an idealized version in your head of what... The reflection being, of you. Yeah, the reflection of you, what a boy is supposed to be. And if you have an identity attached to that, that's probably confusing. Mm. Yeah. I think it could potentially go the other way with moms and daughters, though, too. Like, you're trying to think and create these shared experiences, right? So mm -hmm. dads and sons are like, hey, we're going to go in the backyard and throw the ball. Mm -hmm. We're going to do all these sports activities mm -hmm. and go drive trucks. Right. Uh, whereas with women, it's like, oh, I'm going to brush your hair mm -hmm. and I'm going to put right. a little bow in it. We're yeah. going to have a tea party. Yeah. I think it, it also depends on the mother. Um, definitely if it's like that was your vision of having a little girl mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. is wearing only pink and has bows in her hair and this and that an example I can use is my sister had a daughter we were all hoping for boys because we're all girls in this family but <laughs> yeah. we got another girl and another girl on the way <laughs> and she is the most tomboy little girl mm -hmm. she doesn't have Barbies but she plays outside when her dad is working on his car She's out there helping him. She's yeah. doing all these boy things um, that I think for a woman it's different. But I think if like you had a son that wanted to make all the food or help the mom clean, yeah. I think as I think the Barbie doll and the truck would be more significant than actually him wanting to do women chores if mm. that makes sense well, and, and some of us didn't grow up in an environment where that was convenient i mean i i learned how to wash clothes i washed mm. my own clothes since right. i was 11 i cooked mm. with my mom um, from a very young age i helped clean mm -hmm. although she generally was unhappy with how little i wanted to do the dishes but i um <laughs> but i did do chores right and and learned she wanted to teach me how to play the piano yeah and i'm very thankful for those things i think it made me more balanced than yeah. Well, I think all kids should learn how I to do so chores, too. boy or girl. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, this is just I, whether you're a man or a yeah, woman, you should like learn you how need to, to learn cook. how to do these mm -hmm. things. Yeah, I'm because with you. Are you a good cook? I am. Yeah, right. guys out there, cooking is a great trait. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. attractive. I for can sure. also bake. Yeah. Well, and growing up in do. Texas, like yeah. I learned a lot more of the chore side of yeah. things too. Like, I'm gonna go out in the barn and. Texas. Scoop the horse stuff, shoot and I'm going to mow the lawn. I'm going to shoot some guns. Yeah. I could be a good cook if it was like a task that my wife challenged me with. If she's like, hey, can you cook the best salmon or whatever? And I'd be like, hell yeah. I'm going to do some research. <laughs> well, because you're competitive. It's not yeah. like you're, today, honey, I'm going to cook the best salmon. You're not going to think you. that way. If it's like a special <laughs> occasion. Well, yeah. Have you I cooked a meal cook. for your wife? <laughs> What? Have you cooked a meal for your wife? I have, um, but it's not, a, it's not a Top good... ramen does not help. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good idea. Uh, I what usually, did you cook? I usually buy something from, like, lemon chicken or, like, okay. yeah, oh. and then, like, marinate what? it. Did you oh. do, like, a lemon blanc sauce? I have no fucking idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a sauvignon blanc. Capers and blanc sauce. Mm -hmm. I have no clue what that is, but... Um, yeah, what are, what are some other, um, like... Double standards that I are... I think double standards are more so geared towards women, right? What are some guy double standards that you don't feel are fair? So I had um, an MC. Her name was Leah Lamar. She's, mm -hmm. like, really popular in Clubhouse right now. Okay. And I she was very pretty. Um, that's one of the reasons, like, I, I think she did really well in my company. She would, mm -hmm. like, she would, like, talk to some of my clients, and she would upsell them, like... Okay not even have any sales technique or skill and she would they would just buy from her nice and i think it was because she was pretty um so she got like things so you think that's 
I think she got air. things handed to her a lot, a lot more quickly. Okay. Um, and pretty or funny. I don't think be it one was her hard work. She was. She's a comedian too. Okay. She's a comedian, oh, right? So she's so and funny. That's a deadly combo. So like, but I think she got handed things too, like too quickly and too easily. Because she, she would step into situations and like people would just be like, oh yeah, you want this? Do you want that? Do you want this? They would give her di- different opportunities compared to less attractive women that I think may have been equally as funny, you know, but she just got more opportunities. She got post, she got put on the, the clubhouse icon. Okay. You know, are you familiar yeah. with clubhouse social yeah. media? She's like 200,000 followers, something like that. Are you offended by that? No, I. No, I'm not offended by it, but I'm aware of it. I'm aware, hey, there is some type of, there's some type of privilege. Like if you go to a club as a pretty girl, Mm. you're getting in for free. Mm. If you go to a club as a a very attractive guy, you're going to pay some price. And well, that's clubs in general. Yeah. Yeah, But, but, (laughs) but how do you relate that to real life? Like I think in some circumstances, like attractive people in general mm-hmm. get things handed to them more easily. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, wealthy people, successful people get handed things more easily. Like when Drake goes to the club, he's getting everything for free. He doesn't need anything for free, but he's going to get everything for free. Yeah, but that's a result of what he's done for his own life. Yeah, right? there's like he wasn't given that, that when he was broke. True. It's, I think, yeah. the result of what he's done, not a mm-hmm. double standard. So if people are getting mad at that, Go work your butt off and go become Drake. It is right. there is a uh, beautiful irony to that. <coughs> when you need money, <coughs> excuse me. When you need money, nobody will give it to you. When you don't need money, you can buy anything on your own. You yeah. get everything handed to you. Um, oh, yeah. it, it makes sense for a number of reasons, but it's still like what? You, you want to put yourself in a really horrible position. Um, rely on people giving you money to have your, make your company successful. Rely on that. On people giving you talking money. about getting investors, investors or angel yes. investors yes. or angel investors, venture capitalists. Yeah, vulture, yeah, venture capitalists, uh, angel oh, investors. Is that what it is? <laughs> <laughs> so, Did you say vulture so, capitalists? Yeah, that's a common like name. That's funny. Uh, but uh, but like yeah, if 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 you want to be in a in a bad scenario, completely rely on all these investors giving you money without having sales skills, because if you don't have sales skills, you're screwed. Because the first thing <laughs> the investors ask for is what are your sales. What have you done? And if you're if you go like a year, two years in, and you haven't generated any sales, and you're try- and you need investment because you have all these employees that you hired on the investments you took in the past, holy shit, is that a scary situation to be in? Yeah. Um. Uh, but back to double standards. I yeah. think rule number one: don't use that as an excuse to why you're not where you want to be. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm not in the club because I'm not a woman. Mm-hmm. Well, I think. Going back to that point, though, that is a prime example of why more attractive people get things. A more attractive company is going to get investors. You have to know, like, what it is that's going to be a benefit for you or how, um, you know, this person can portray or be the face of your company or represent your products and services. Are you going to pick a more attractive person or less attractive person? But take notes of what made them attractive. What yeah. made that business attractive? Yep. What made that person attractive? You can yeah. go to the Botox chick and go mm-hmm. make yourself a little more attractive. You can get your hair done. You can go to the gym. You can mm-hmm. eat a little bit better. And all of a sudden, start getting things done. Yep. Yeah, you start getting more attention, more opportunities. And, and, and to be fair, some of the examples you gave, you know, some of it is you're born with it. But 
there is an exchange that's happening, which is why that's okay, right? So Drake gets in the club for free because Drake brings his entourage. Now the club can say Drake's here and he'll bring people. People will want to come into the mm -hmm. club because he's there and it makes the club more popular. It makes the club a, a more happening scene. So there is, it isn't a, they're getting free shit. It's the exchange is different. The like, value that you, he created for himself spills into the value for other people. Correct. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and we have a friend of mine that's, uh, that deals with billionaires all the time is just talking about how they get everything for free. They get stuff sent to them for free all of the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but it isn't because they're, it's an altruistic act. It's mm -hmm. because the hope is that I give you this for free. You remember my name. And now yeah. when I pick, when I call yeah. you, you pick up the phone. So it's, there is an exchange. It just changes what that exchange is based on where you are in society. Similar to current influencers. Yeah. They get things sent to them all the time in hopes that they post it onto their story. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden that will give that company sales. So it's, yes, better looking people, I'm sure, get a lot more opportunities. But it's what got them there. They're not, you're, some hot chick's just not going to show up and all of a sudden get a ton of free stuff. Yeah, yeah, she will. <laughs> yeah, she will. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, again, not altruistic. It's because sex sells. Yeah. So you got a bunch of hot girls in your club. You're going to bring in more guys. Guys will spend more money to impress the girls. There is a, there is an exchange behind that. That isn't just, you're hot, so you get whatever you want. There's a hope of gain on the other end. There was a girl. We should pull it up actually. Um, but there was a girl who broke up with her ex, right? Mm -hmm. And her ex was still paying for her rent, her car, and they were not cheap. Like the rent was like five thousand to mm -hmm. ten thousand dollars. Okay. Her car was Mercedes-Benz, like E-Class Mercedes. Okay. And she act it was like it went viral, but she acted like she was completely entitled to it. How do you get to that? How do you get to the point where you're that entitled to the point where you require or you after the breakup feel yeah after Even the breakup during the breakup that's kind of weird. <laughs> after the breakup <laughs> yeah during so the relationship yeah or during after. yeah and she was like oh yeah um I would I, I would not move if you told me to move. Because this is like he gave me this lifestyle, so I'm gonna keep it, and it went viral. Oh and, my god! Yeah. There's a reason why he broke up with you, honey. Oh. She broke up with you, honey. Honey. Wait, you said she broke up with him, or he broke up with her? Oh, she I, definitely I, broke up with him. She broke up with him, and then and was expecting still... him to pay. I don't understand who this woman is. Yeah, Check pull, pull it up. Pull it it's up. a it's it's first world country problems. Uh, blue, blue jasmine. Interesting. But yeah. Wow. Okay, how can we wrap this into a double standard? Um, that would not happen to a guy just because he's hot. It would not. It I, would, I mean, I would even say this shouldn't happen ever. Big, it uh, should happen ever, no. But what I'm saying is if you're, if you're a girl, if you're just a hot girl, there's certain things. If you have the personality to, like, finesse situations. Like, well, then good for her. Yeah. I mean, she's, <laughs> she she's going to get, yeah, she's gonna get, <laughs> she's gonna get free stuff for just the mere fact that she's beautiful and the way I look at that, though, she's utilizing the resources she has to her gain. Now, if there's no character to back up what she's fronting, that's going to create its own back-end issues for her. But if she's using the gifts that she has, the talents that she has, then good for her. Look up uh, Blue Jasmine, Eight at the Table. There, I think that's what it is. He knows uh, it. Fresh and fit. Oh, no. Yeah. I don't want to bring this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this, this is it. Oh. Yeah. 
Let's, let's get the original video because this is fresh and fit. They're doing a reaction video. Uh, uh, let's just play it. Going to move from my space because it didn't work out. I wasn't going to give him back my car because I'm not going to downgrade my lifestyle because me and you are no longer together. <laughs> oh my God. She's a millennial for sure. <laughs> and these girls are agreeing. No. She's not. <laughs> okay. Okay. There's, if he doesn't ask okay. for it back, I guess she doesn't have to give it. No, no, no. It, like, I think the the gripe that people had was her attitude towards right, him giving like, her the stuff. She's she, entitled like he, he, to it. He owes me this. He had a relationship with me. I gave him this much. Well, it's of my kind time. of like your whole. If I got ready and it took me two I hours, you're gonna pay that. for my dinner. <laughs> Sit yeah. mindset. Yeah. Like no. you, you yeah. like all, all the ladies on this podcast looked at me like, what are you talking about? People don't have this, like, let's do a poll on this. But there's a lot of girls that think that way. That like, oh, I got ready. It took me two hours. You better pay for my stuff because it took me this long. And that's my work that I did. I don't think any I of like us think that, that way, though. Because I can tell you the type of person that would think that way. Yeah, yeah. No, Not us. But, there's the, but there's the fact that, like, which is a good sign that you were, were like, what the heck? There's actually people out there like that? Yeah, there are. There are people out there that will be like, yeah, I got ready. Please pay me. Or not please. They're demanding. Pay me. Please pay me. <laughs> so there are, very often when we talk about Here's double standards, title. we talk about double standards that work against women. There are a lot that work for women. You just generally don't hear men complain about it. Mm-hmm. And there's a number of reasons because whether it be pride or ego or just the way the masculine looks at it, they're not generally going to open their mouth. But some of them we just brought up. It's a good chance a woman can walk into a club for free. Yes. The chances that a, a guy can walk in the club for free is close to zilt, like not happening, unless you are really, really, really good at your craft. Um, but And then there's just a host of things that go along with that. That's fascinating. And, and we don't generally care about those. Um, but those are double standards, right? Would we agree or we not agree? Yes. Those are double standards. Mm-hmm. But what are what are some double standards that... I guess work against women, but uh, I guess that's not a good question. No, that's that's a good question. Um, yeah. But that benefit us. Double double standards in parenting. Guys get hosed. Right. Fucking hosed mm-hmm. uh, in our our judicial system when it comes to parenting, mm-hmm. which breaks my heart when I see that a woman can literally bend the guy over and just destroy him if mm. there is a child in the middle of it because the court is mm-hmm. unless the woman is just. Here, the woman. On a whole other kind of psycho, and the level of psycho is so high that it's like, how the fuck does it have to get that bad? Mm. Um, and I know lots of good men who want to have relationships with their kids that can't. Yeah, alimony too. Like there was a, I was listening to Joe Rogan um, podcast, and he had a friend that was broken up with his ex from his ex-wife for the last fifteen years. He had another marriage, and he was still paying alimony to his last wife. Dang, dude. <laughs> That's crazy. Still paying alimony. And he, this guy had a high salary. I'd love to know salary. how many instances in the world there are of men getting alimony. I'm sure they exist, but on a percentage level, like percent? And the percent? dude that gets alimony, he's looked at as a loser. Like, why? 
totally. <laughs> that's the other thing. That if you're in that position, you're a guy. So it's you're a loser. That's if you're true. a woman, it's like good for you. What girls? You deserve this. this. What, what you go, girl. How awesome, ladies. What would you want to be with a guy that was collecting alimony, like high, high amount of alimony from his last relationship? Um, I don't know specifically what goes into that is that like a tier of how much money they're not making or so how do you usually how the, do you determine the, the higher earner is the one that pays the alimony okay so um and first of all my opinion was why would you even accept alimony just make your own money mm -hmm. um but if you found, met a guy he didn't have a job or anything but he was collecting a huge paycheck every month from alimony would you would that turn you off That'd be kind of weird. Mm -hmm. It'd yeah. be kind of weird, right? Yeah, it'd be very <laughs> That's weird. another double standard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not saying they're good or bad, but they exist. But then flip that around. Too, like, what if you met a girl that is collecting a check, not working? He'd be like, hell Are yeah. Are you guys okay with that? <laughs> but I, I was going to say the same thing about shit. the guy, yeah, though. Like, say. if he is collecting it and he's not working and just, like, living this great lifestyle off of that, that's a, that, that's a whole other problem. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't right. know what to say about that. I think for most guys, having like a good career is a bonus and a high paycheck is a bonus, but it's not something that like creates a lot you of. You mean if a girl has a high paying career? If a girl has a high yeah. paying career, yes. Um, but doesn't even come into the equation generally. Generally, it's not really a, a factor in who men choose. Although, with, statistically, with millennials, and I haven't seen anything on Gen Z yet, but with millennials, that has become more of a factor. That's weird. Yeah, that's, that's because weird. we're demasculating. We're becoming androgynous, where mm -hmm. it's like we're neither masculine nor feminine, which creates a whole other set of problems. I don't think we've so even that, that creates a lot of confusion in the dating market. Totally, a lot of confusion. Who's paying? Am I paying? Are you paying? But Am if I, I pay, paying? are you offended? Are if you I don't leading? pay, are you offended? Am I leading? <clears throat> Who's defending who? If like some <laughs> random stranger. Do you think of it that way? If a woman um, gets or makes more money than you, that she needs to defend you, or she needs to pay for dinners, or no, no, no. no. I think you have to have some masculine roles. Like, and I feel like the girl that's making a lot of money, if the guy acts feminine, I don't think you, like, if a girl makes a lot of money, you have to be ultra masculine. You can't be feminine and she'll somehow, I think that's just my opinion. Do you think you need depends to show on, more masculine traits when your woman makes more money than you? Do you think I need to show more masculine traits? Yeah, because that's what you're kind of referring I to. I think so. You have to make up for it in other ways because. Like what? Usually. It's a good question, Dre. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I think there's masculine. That's a really good question. Because I know that for you, yeah. like you will not let your wife make more money than you. Uh, if if my wife makes a million dollars a year, I'm gonna make one point one. <laughs> no, exactly. That's why I'm saying like now exactly and one dollar for some reason. Your wife made five million and you just cracked three million one year. And what are you going to now show different traits it's because you have to show I am the leader here? No. To be honest, like if she's making more, I think it's more of a competitive thing than like, oh, I'm so turned off by you or yeah. like I need to like it's like some insecurity that I have. It's more like I'm just really competitive. Um, it's not necessarily like an insecurity. Do you see women but, that make more money more masculine? I would say. Good question. Damn, this is a this, damn. <laughs> really good question. Damn. I'm going to I would say in order to make more money, let's just look at psychology and statistics. In order to make more money, you have to be more disagreeable. The people that are more disagreeable in the workplace are the people that make the most money, usually. 
Uh, He's talking about disagreeable in a a masculine (laughs) aspect versus in femininity. He was talking about how women are Are more agreeable. They're like women are usually more agreeable, right? So in order for you to make more money, you have to be more disagreeable. However, like I think yes, you have to be more masculine. And by the way, I'm not the one that's. I'm not the one that's saying this. It's um, Pat Allen, who is like a therapist, and she is like on Oprah seven times. Uh, she what said, did she say? This could be offensive to some people, and I don't want this Hit to be us, offensive. Pat. Uh, she, she said that when you're in the workplace, everyone's a man. That's what she said. When you're in the workplace. that This is the, a therapist that, that has been like married tens of thousands of couples. And she said, so what, what I would how I would relate that to what my thoughts are, are I would say, make money, do what you can. But when you come, when, when you're with your partner, be as feminine as you possibly can be. Um, I was just going to say in, in the context in which you're speaking, which is different, Dre, I'm happy to answer your question if you want to ask it again. But in the context in which you're speaking, I think it's important that men understand their own femininity as well. Agreed. Right. Yeah. And, and like, so for instance, both. yeah, yeah, in, in, a, in power they are, if they do it right, it also can be a neutralizing energy if you don't really understand the yin and yang of, of how they play off each other. But if I go home and I've got a newborn at home, like even nature understands this, when you have a child as a man, if they're under two, three years old, your tea count gets crushed. Mm. And it's nature's way of keeping you home. And this is not just with humans. This is mm. mammals in general. Uh, it's it's a it, it does depend on the animal, but um, but it's it's there. It's to make you more feminine in response to the environment, right? right? Which is like lion cubs. The the lionesses have to protect lion cubs from the fucking male lions because they will literally kill them. Wow. Right. So there's embracing your own femininity as a man is really important. I think that's the season we're moving into where we recognize the importance of the divine masculine and the divine feminine. And I think the response we're seeing in our society right now is that the divine feminine has been fucked with for a very long time. And it's like, it's, it's time to rise. Well, not fight, fighting back maybe, but it's, it's time to recognize the importance of both. But the problem is, is when we react to air, we only cause more air. So meaning mm-hmm. if our, our way to deal with the feminine is to destroy the masculine, we're only hurting ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's both. They're, both have to rise together, and that yin and yang is incredibly powerful. If societies are in trouble when they don't have a lot of feminine energy, and in trouble when they don't have a lot of masculine energy, either one. It's the if play, it's, the interplay of both. Yeah. If you look at any uh, country that's conflicting a lot uh, with with regards to war, you'll find that women's um, their their sexual repression with women. So when you see a lot of conflict in a in a specific area, there's a lot of sexual oppression, like covered up. You're more women are more covered up. They can't do certain things. You mean more so violence? There's more, yeah, violence. More, yeah, conflict. Uh, uh, yeah, violence. Um, and so w- when there's less women in society, there's more war. This is just true. Like men, like women, you know, make men normal. To be honest, like. We're, we're a lot more weird when we don't have women in our lives. <laughs> now, for the yeah. guys listening that yeah. they're like, oh, feminine, I don't, I'm not trying to go get my nails done and, you know, mm-hmm. put an apron on. What are some, because I, I have a feeling that that's what people are misunderstanding. What are some common female traits, or not femininity in men that is 
quote unquote acceptable. There's, there's, I think femininity is okay, masculinity is okay, but there's a time and place for everything. Like, if you're a woman and you're being very masculine with your man, it's going to be a turn off to him normally. But, like, what though? What is like the, the question is, is what is a behavioral trait that could be exhibited in a man that would be considered feminine but not um, looked down upon? So, so right, right. So, <coughs> I'll, I'll give you an example. <coughs> okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an, an example. example. Go, Go ahead. first. Part of our, part of our, because I, I realize this. Stuff. Part of the problem in, in the way that we see that is just even, and I know you did this to make a point, but we think femininity is painting our nails, curling mm -hmm. our hair, mm -hmm. wearing perfume. That isn't femininity. Right. There is a beauty in the feminine expression, mm -hmm. but that isn't femininity. Right. Femininity is nurturing. It's comforting. It's emotional intelligence. It's being able to connect heart to heart. Right, which men need to learn how to do. I mean, a lot of our conversations when we're there, they're coming back to that, which I'm not saying that can't be a masculine trait, but that usually comes when you put on the mantle of femininity, where you, mm -hmm. you're willing to slow down. And that's saying in the workplace, if you're a alpha male in the workplace and then you come home and you're an alpha male at home, yeah. your family's going to fucking hate you. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Like you have to, and I, I, I had to learn how to slow down because I, I play the role of coaching so much in my life that. It's natural for me to go into my home environment and just go right back into a coaching role. Have and my family been. sometimes is like, I don't want you to coach me. Yeah. I don't need have you to coach have me. Have you been in a scenario where like, you came home from work after coaching someone really harshly, and then you come home and you're like, want to coach your wife? Or but consciously, I have a process normally. And I still get caught off guard because, uh, for instance, obviously Kat and I work together. Yeah. And so sometimes we'll have work conversations at home. Well, that puts me back into work mode mm. and then it's like Rrr. I'm looking around my home like that it's is true and I'm like fuck I don't want to be in this mode right. I don't want to talk about this shit right now because it puts me back into that mm -hmm. mode uh, and then I get irritated because I don't want to be in that mode at home as much as I can yeah <laughs> so one of the things I've learned to Thanks, do yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things I've learned to do is before I get out of the car a lot of times I'll listen to a song or I'll listen to a podcast or something that takes me out of work mode. So generally on the way to the office, That's I'll so listen to business or logical stuff. On the way home, I'll listen to spiritual and more awareness stuff. Right. So that alone takes me, eases me out of work mode. And then a lot of times I'll listen to a song or something that brings me happiness or joy. Mm -hmm. And I literally physically pretend like I'm taking this mantle off and I leave it in the car. Mm -hmm. So when I very often when I get home at first, I don't jump right out of the car. There's like a five minute... So, so that I don't go there because I don't want to and I want to be more nurturing and comforting when I'm at home. But it's, Question, question. How do you, like with Kat, because you work with her very closely, how do you, how is that a distinction? How do you we, make that distinction? We, a lot of times we just talk about it. You don't. Or, or, I'll, <laughs> or I'll just, I'll say, hey, I don't really want to talk about that right now or like, hey, let's table that until, um, yeah. you know, tomorrow. tomorrow or something like that. Or, or same with her. Like, I mean, she works from home a lot. So sometimes... Like, I try to be sensitive when I see she's out of work mode, not to jump back into yeah. work mode with her. Yeah. But it, it's difficult. Those are not clear boundaries. Right. There like is no such thing and as you're balance. Like in the car, and then it's like, turn the coaching off. Right. Right. So for me, like, the, the first, and this is, you know, we could talk about morning routines, but my first hour of the day, first hour and a half, is very precious to me. Yeah. And I don't want to fucking talk about business at all. And, like, I will, like, have a visceral response to somebody who tries to come into my space and talk business when I first get up because it will set the tone for my entire day. And normally when people want to talk business first thing in the day, do they want to bring up all the good things? Nope. No, it's always like, oh, we got this problem, we got this problem. I'm like, fuck you. Like, literally, that's my response. I'm like, I do not want to deal with this yet. Mm -hmm. 
So that's why my phone is almost always on airplane mode yeah. when I first get up, and I won't respond to text or email when I first get up because I want to set the tone for my day, not your problems. And it's always that, like, hey, I've got a problem. Come solve it for me. What about solve your own fucking problem. What about the opposite? You can't. You come home from a hard day of work, and you're being like somebody's trying to coach you at home. Like that doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. So th- so you don't have sit scenarios where you come home from a hard day of work and then like you get nagged at or anything like that. Oh. I get what you're. I, it's a good yeah. question. Like, what if you're the one walking into that person in that masculine role still when they should be in there? Hey, this you is know, what you're home. doing wrong. This is what you did wrong today, or this is what. I. How would you help that person now get into a more? home role as opposed to being very much masculine in work I think mode. this is a huge problem. Too. For example, like, well, you actually kind of answered it because with Kat, you guys kind of see both ends. You can be in your home role and then see Sabs and then vice versa. So I guess the question is how would you... This, this is a huge complaint, I think, with amongst like men is that they come home like from a really hard days of work and then... Or women. Or women. And then... Um, like when they come home, it's like they get you did hammered. this wrong. That you did that wrong. Yeah, that 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 isn't coaching. Right. Uh, I I took you at literal. Yeah. I mean, I guess you we could spin that into some that's some dysfunctional version of coaching. But if I'm hearing you right, you're saying you've worked your ass off all day. You're exhausted, and the minute you walk in the door, you're getting beat over the head by the demands of your partner with this and that. It's a common question though amongst. Well, you can feel it before you even get out of the car. Like as you're walking through the door, mm, oh like it's, it's, a, running, that, it's yeah. a running joke. But if there's an angry woman in the house, you don't you <laughs> yeah. get to the front door and you know you're like, oh fuck, just close the door. I'm gonna go get a, I'm gonna go get a coffee. I'm gonna be back. Uh, and that, that that's so com- that's a communication thing where you have to work with your partners uh, to to know how to create space for you. Like mm-hmm. hey, like home is important to me, and I want to hear how your day went, and I want to understand how I can help at home, but. Could you just give me 30 minutes? By the way, this is why, and a lot of men, or a lot of women get pissed off by this because I coach around this. A lot of times men have a tradition before they go home. They go grab a beer or grab a drink and watch the game somewhere before they get home because that's their way of decompressing. Now, obviously, that can be taken to great lengths and be abused and turn into something dysfunctional, but there is a reason why that males have these rituals before they walk into the home because that's their buffer before they get hit over the head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And obviously, you want to work with your partner, and over time, you can where you work more in tandem and there's more sensitivity to that. But like, if you're a mom, for instance... And you've spent all day at home by yourself with a two-year-old. You just want human interaction mm-hmm, with yeah. more than a two-year-old. Right. right? Plus, you've got home life that has got its own stresses and things to worry about. So that's very real, too. So I can understand the, yeah. the mother wanting to connect or vent. It just can be exhausting. Yeah. Kat had a... I don't know if you remember it. <laughs> I think we're like 15 minutes into the conversation now, so to steer back may not be. Go ahead, do it. Very easy. Was it about double standards, or was it about the relationship? We can um, it was, you know, different points that you guys were making in regards to like one. Every single individual has both masculine and feminine yes. energies mm-hmm. that they hold and will play in different areas throughout their life. I don't disagree with the statement that you were saying about Pat in that in the workplace, that is masculine, that is man. If you understand the concept of yin and yang, yin is more feminine and that is about being. Mm -hmm. 
whereas yang is more masculine and is around doing. Yep. So when you're at work, you are doing. You're not being. Otherwise, you're not accomplishing what it is that you need to get done. That's a great point. You should clip that. Yeah. That's well great. said. You can clip, clip it uh, by clicking buttons. What's tragic is when you see the feminine dismissed or perceived as weak. And, and, and I'm not talking about in men, I'm talking about in women. So you see women who feel like in order to be a success, they have to be masculine, which is just like such a tragedy because there's so much power in the divine fem feminine and the ability to create and to inspire. Um, and so I agree, right? The masculine energy is a doing energy, but you want to sit in your, your feminine power. And there's to me, so there's much power in both though too yeah, and that's what i was thinking of when we were discussing potentially the topic of um like how to overcome a plateau mm -hmm. like plateau is typically going to come from i'm doing i'm doing i'm doing i continue doing i'm in this habit and now i'm not seeing a result when mm -hmm. what you need then is rest recovery creativity yeah well said yeah i agreed do you when is it uh when do you think an imbalance in feminine versus masculine is not is problematic is there ever a point like if a, if a man is like extra feminine or a, a woman is extra masculine is that ever a problem yeah i think that could be a problem i i don't know that there's like one particular example but it's just going to mm -hmm. depend on the scenario and who you're with mm -hmm. it, wh and what you're trying to accomplish in that if anything it comes down to this he who's good with a hammer sees everything as a nail. That's yes. Maslow's quote, right? Where it becomes imbalanced is when you are incapable or unable to use the right tool, mm -hmm. right? So masculinity has its place, right? And we want masculinity if we're at war, in, right. on the battlefield anyway. Um, by the way, a lot of tremendous women helped support war efforts in the United States. So that's not to take anything for women. If you look at World War II, for example. Rosie the Riveter. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I love that you know that. They're, like Women played just as a powerful role in us winning World War II as the men did. They were just different roles, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with that. But they were both incredibly important. I just want to make that point if somebody's like, uh-uh. They mm -hmm. both are important. But masculinity on the front lines is important. But you don't want heavy masculinity in a hospital, yeah, right? When somebody's <laughs> trying to recover and you, you want a more nurturing energy or when there's children, young, young children at home, right? And both men and women can exhibit more ma feminine traits in that. But that's where it becomes a problem is when you are unwilling or unable to exhibit the appropriate energy in the moment. Mm -hmm. I would say, well um, sorry, did you guys? No, go ahead. I would say um, when you use the opposite energy during the right time and the right moment, it's actually extremely attractive. Um, mm -hmm. For example. So for example, say you have like, everybody knows. Your girlfriend watching your football game with you. God, that's hot. <sighs> yeah. Ah. So, um, or let's say I'm going to use, I'll, I'll do, I'll do um, both examples of men and women being the opposite. So uh, as a man, everybody has an uncle that's like tough as nails, like, fucking tough like, everybody has that uncle it's yeah, so funny every, everybody There's has that uncle. yeah everybody has an uncle <laughs> every like i my, my my the person in my family is my father-in-law this guy is tough as nails he's mm -hmm. 74 okay he's he's like literally gotten into the faces of, of people that were much larger than him much more muscular than him and just like you're not gonna mess with me i don't care because he owns a convenience store it's not in the best area 
So he has actually fought people at 74 years old and won. <laughs> so he's a very tough guy. So if I saw my father-in-law, let's say he's at a funeral, mm -hmm. right? He goes and he wants to do a speech. Mm. And I've never seen him cry ever in my life. Mm -hmm. He's the type of guy that if he cried, everyone would cry mm -hmm. because no one's ever seen him cry. And if they saw him cry, they'd be like, holy shit, like this is... This means something. That this is very emotional. Now, as a feminine girl, like where she's mainly in the feminine role, and she steps up to the plate, like during a time that's it's where it's really needed. Mm -hmm. It's like, dude, we need help. Like something, and she's like, I'm gonna step up to the plate. I know you can't handle it right now. I'm gonna make it happen. That's really attractive. Now, if it's always like, I I feel like there's an energy that's lost when. In a relationship, a girl is like, I always need to make it happen. And I think there's an energy loss and she feels like, dude, you need to help out. I feel that's true. But if there's a situation that calls for her help and she does and she and she comes through, that's very attractive. Mm -hmm. I agree. Being able to exhibit, speaking of double standards, I think we've got to land the plane here in a <laughs> second. But I think about this when my firstborn, my first son was born, I changed his diapers for the first three or four days because Casey had a C-section, yeah. right? So it was just better for her to rest and not move. Mm -hmm. And I was, nothing in my brain went, oh, I shouldn't be doing this, right. or why am I the one doing this? Mm -hmm. It's my fucking son, of course I'm gonna do it. But what irritated me was the nurses were like, wow, <laughs> you're changing a diaper. Right. I'm like, it's my fucking son, of course I'm changing his diaper. Right. Mm -hmm. That's what's right. weird to me, because I've changed a lot of diapers, and like women are the ones that are like, wow, you're changing a diaper? I'm like, like what yeah, it's my son. Yeah. Not that it's unattractive, but it's not normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not normal for the guy to be doing that. And I think it does come from the double standard of the woman should be the one nurturing the baby. Normalize it. <laughs> right. Yeah. What would you consider um, a feminine trait in a man that would be unattractive if it was extended over a long period of time? If, is, you said inattractive? Not attractive. Not attractive, yeah. Um. A feminine role or just a woman's? You said not attractive in a man. Is, is there anything that a man can do that's ultra feminine that would make him less attractive if he did it for too long? Oh, very yeah. emotional. Mm -hmm. I was going to say that. Mm -hmm. I know we brought that um, up once before. I too, think I'm being emotional mm -hmm. constantly, too, too and I think that's the same thing for women. Place. If women are constantly emotional, it's like. What, is that, what does that look like? Constantly crying. crying over something. Just like a victim mentality. Angry about everything. Yeah, um, just very, well, just like the emotional. Angry about everything toxic, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> toxic yeah. But so, crying, yeah. Overly emotional, I think everybody gets when you say that. Yeah. But emotion is so incredibly important. And so even as, mm -hmm. as that is said, going back to another double standard, something men are taught generally from mm -hmm. a very young age is that showing any emotion is bad. Mm -hmm. And so... They fucking need therapists by the time they're adults because mm -hmm. they never found a safe place. To, I hate saying that phrase, but they never found a place to get through their trauma or to work through their shit because they never felt like it was okay to demonstrate or show emotion. That isn't to take away from what you're saying because I agree. Yeah. Like, Overly. like overly emotional dudes is like, come on, grow a pair. And, I'm, yeah. and it's not emotion. Emotion is beautiful. It is the inability to process your emotion or to show up emotionally in a way where it has an effect on your decision-making and your behavior and how you're treating people constantly. Yeah. Emotion itself is the spice of life. It's yeah. fuel, and it's really important. But I guess 
emotionally immature people or people who don't know how to manage their emotions are very unattractive, but maybe that's a double stand the other way. I'm far more patient with emotional women than I am men. When I see an emotional man that like can't get his shit together, I'm like, bro, yeah. come on. Are you more tough with them? Are you like more harsh with them usually? Like, set the fuck up. Generally, yes. And I think the double standard with women is that if they're too, always angry. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well said. Yeah, you're right about that. Like true. Yeah, because that is like, that is on the other spectrum of masculinity. Like they're always pissed off, or angry. Ooh, they yeah. cannot control themselves. It's <laughs> <laughs> so also an attractive trait from men yeah. to women, or yeah, yeah, from men to women. Yeah, well said. Yeah. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think being aggressive has its you it has its place and time, but if it's, it's hot. If you're yeah, at, at the right time, at the, the right, right context. context. But if it's always like constant, yeah. it's like dude, turn off <laughs> turn off your masculinity a little bit, you know. Mm. This was really good. I think this was a good discussion around femininity and masculinity. We probably need to come back to this topic because this is an important time in history for this one. Yeah. And I really believe this is going to be the, the era of the divine feminine being invited to come forward in its power. Uh, and so I think these are both really important things to talk about. Anyone have any closing remarks? No? There should be a part two. Yeah. We will have a part two. Well, thank you so, for listening. Um, catch us on YouTube, TikTok, comment, because we love to respond to you. Um, and I hope you enjoy it and listen to the next one. Peace. Thank you.